Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of You Got Me Fucked Up Podcast. We yeah. are so excited to be back. I know, so just stay tuned, guys. Just stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are stoked to be back and um we just did this we just did all of this and didn't hit record (laughs) all of it almost all of it actually sue had this moment where she looked at the board and her eyes were bugging out and i was in the middle of this you know a thought and i look at her and i go fuck she's like we're not recording and i'm like we are recording we have to be recording this is going so well it has to be recorded it's like no we're not recording i'm so sorry (laughs) Um, but shout out to um, Tony. <clears throat> he made our new beat. Ugh, it's amazing. We love the I, new one. I know. I love it. It just feels good, right? We have been searching for a mm-hmm. hot minute. The other one just didn't feel right. Yeah. It, it did its it did its thing for yeah, like, the beginning. Absolutely but. it did. But Tony, you killed it. We love yeah. it. We're going to link him on Instagram and in the in the we'll put his instagram um handle in the show notes uh tony sue was telling me started mixing and doing beats during quarantine just the way we started a podcast in quarantine so shout out to everyone that found a new passion project yeah and who's killing it now yeah amazing but all right on so on today's episode we're gonna get into um apologizing got me fucked up we sure are take two Don't say it like that. <laughs> Let's get into the fuckery. Let's get into it. Uh, if you guys, <laughs> guys could have only listened to the first round, it was so good. It was like so good to the point where I was like, man, I'm looking at like my laptop and I'm like, oh, we're doing good for time with like the the timeline or like the outline. And I look over and we have the Rodecaster Pro. And it gives it tells us how long we've been recording, and I'm like, "Where's the time? <laughs> Why aren't the numbers?" Up and there? that's when Kaylin's like mid sentence. She's like, "Why are you looking like?" <laughs> I mean, it was just one of those funny moments, like to the point where, like, so I was like, "I have to go pee now" because I was laughing so hard. Yeah, and I was like, "No, we're just gonna finish, and we're gonna pray that it's recording." I was like, "It's so not good. recording, Caitlin." Um, but All yeah, right. welcome back, guys. It's been a long time. I know that like we just had a lot of things going on, but with a lot of things going on, we do have a lot of content coming up. Yeah, you know, uh, life's got me fucked up, and so with a lot of those ups and downs, there's gonna be a lot of. Yeah, episodes, and so. we're just happy to be here when we can be yeah. here with you guys. So, apologizing. <clears throat> Oof. Yeah, I think it's 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 a thing that not a lot of humans know how to do right. Or like to, to do. do. Yeah, but it's it's so important because it can be so healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it allows the other person to feel emotionally safe. Sure. Yeah, if done correctly, can definitely foster that kind of environment. Yeah, it can heal both parties as well. It can soothe the person who's hurt, calms them, lets them be seen, release a lot of anger. I think that in the past, I've never gotten a heartfelt apology. So mm. I've always harbored these like the, the anger because I never felt like they understood why they're apologizing or they couldn't see where they're at fault. And I was just like, how could you not see? How could mm. you do that to me? Um, well, and that's a really interesting point because I've definitely been there too, where, mm-hmm. you know, in my past relationship, there was some 
things that happened earlier on that I had difficulty letting go of. And Mm -hmm. I think a a lot of that was like, I never felt like he understood where it was wrong or it wasn't okay. Um, But I did have to then go, well, is it just not wrong for me? Is it just not right for me? And maybe there are other people that that agree with him. Yeah, because you're you're trying to... um, Justify. Justify by how quick you can get over it, right? Right. I'm trying to get over it quicker. And that's what I did. I I would obsess and I'd be like, well, I just need to... Instead of... I don't know. And I don't know that I know the right answer um, because I'm a people pleaser. So Mm -hmm. in general, I'm like, oh, I just got to fix it on my end so that everything's okay. But that is taken advantage of a lot, especially in the world of like apologizing. Yeah. And I think that like the reason why a lot of times uh, apologies go so wrong and they're so hard to do is because people are already prepared for their defense to protect themselves because we don't like to be criticized. We don't like to be seen as doing something wrong or having all your flaws being displayed. Sure. So that's the, that's the fuckery of apologizing. It could be so healing, but it, there is an art to it. And I think it's, I, you owe it to a lot of people. Yeah. There's a, there's a major therapeutic approach to a proper apology. Oh, thank God. Sue's about to change the... We have these, like, lights around our, our sound panels, and I thought I was going to have a seizure. They are just going <laughs> off like crazy. I think she's fixing it right now. Um, But, like, a major thing is, like, for me is... And I've done this. I will be fully open and admit that. Uh, and I've had it done to me, and it's try, it's it's hurtful and it's harmful, and it's the idea that using an apology in the form of a manipulation... Yeah, I definitely have been victim of that and also have done it. Like, I've done it in a way where it's like, okay, I miss you so much. Can you please talk to me? Can you please get over this? Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, um, for me, a prime example is like, I have this, for a long time, I had this extreme fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And so... And I was in a relationship that was like on again, off again, on again, off again, which only triggered that to an extreme height. But I found myself in situations where I just apologized because I was like, oh, my God, I I don't want you to leave again. Don't leave again. I'll do anything to keep you. I'll just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, and, and it wasn't healthy for either of us. Yeah. Like I wasn't actually looking at like what I had done that was harmful. Um, I wasn't looking at like what he needed and what I, you know, what I could have provided better for in those moments. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, it didn't foster growth within our relationship. It just kept us in a loop. And also probably essentially broke the trust. Cause you don't even feel safe to like address certain things and, and trust your partner that like you guys are going to come to a resolution. Sure. There were almost never resolutions because neither of us knew how to apologize correctly. Yeah. I've also been on the victim side of it where somebody was just apologizing to me to just like kind of just shut me up to silence me where like, um, they were like, we've, we've talked about it for five hours (laughs) Mm. and i apologize to you and then the next day i show some type of like i don't think i intentionally try to throw it in their face but it's kind of like i'm still insecure i'm still hurting from this sure and and then they throw it in your face where it's like we already talked about it like you should just get over it you should just get over it why why are we still talking about it and i think but that takes away from the apology itself like you have to allow people just apologizing isn't 
that is a beautiful thing that you're doing if you're doing it for the correct reasons, but it takes time to process that apology, to trust it within yourself, and to let go. Now, mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to eventually let go. You have to make that choice. Yeah. You can't hold it over people forever. That's a different form of manipulation, and that's manipulating an apology in a different way, mm-hmm. which makes people less likely to want to apologize. Yeah. I it's I've been on both ends, and I think it's really important to make sure that uh, – you're apologizing for them. You're not apologizing for you. Mm. And when we, when I say apologizing for you, it's because you don't want to feel the guilt. You don't want to. You want to have access to them again. You, you're coming from selfish yeah. motivations. Yeah. You you want to bypass a necessary lesson. You essentially just don't want to take accountability for, you know, your actions. When you're apologizing for them, you're apologizing so that you can understand what they went through, Mm. validating their feelings, seeing their perspective, and then vocalizing it, and then reaffirming that, um, hey, if tables were turned. And because you value them. You don't just value Mm. what they give to you. You're not apologizing just to keep them around for you. Mm -hmm. You value them. You want them to heal and grow. You don't want to be a harmful source in their life. That's where a true apology, a genuine apology comes from. If you're apologizing because you just don't want to lose the person, yeah, that's selfish. Exactly. If you're not going to actually look internally and focus on what you've done and maybe why, especially why you had the action that you had mm-hmm. and look at that, then then don't apologize. Yeah. And I think um, we talked about this on the last round recording. one. <laughs> we can't call it a recording, Sue. I don't think we were recording. <laughs> but... We were talking about the anxiety of apologizing and why as adults we have such an issue with it. And I was, um, so I was listening to another podcast, um, just doing my research on, um, this episode and, um, Brini Brown, Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Um, she had a guest on the show who wrote a book about apology and she said that as children, we are not taught how to apologize and we're also have not been taught how to receive apologies because our parents weren't apologizing to us. So in the moment in our last <laughs> quote unquote recording, my mind blew because this yeah. was not a concept that I heard before. And I mm-hmm. love these moments. Yeah. These are true moments where you go, oh, shit. Yeah. That makes so much sense. sense. Yeah. And I love, love those moments. I love this podcast because of those moments. Yeah. You know, like we both do our independent research and we come mm-hmm. to the table and we're like teaching each other things and we're yeah. talking to you guys about things. And so, it I was, mean, in that moment when Sue said that five minutes ago, my mind was blown because it's it was so explosive moment. True. For me. Yeah. Because I think, and you know me, like I've been trying to heal this inner child of mine. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the things that we do as adults stem from our experiences as children and in the podcast she was talking about how um as parents they don't apologize to their children because it takes away from the respect right in their minds in their mind and then as children they don't they don't even know how to receive an apology like thank you for the apology or on top of that and and so in that moment because they don't know how to receive it like they don't understand the value of it right Right. Mm -hmm. you know like when you when you get a genuine apology 
you understand the healing effect of an apology. Exactly. And so if you're not taught that Mm -hmm. and you don't understand it within yourself, how are you to actually give it in a meaningful way? And then she went a little bit further and she was talking about how, um, I'm sorry. She went a little bit further and she was saying how. Why do you say I'm sorry? We'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She said, she said that. As children, when we apologize, there always came with a negative action. So, mm. like, apologize to your little brother because you just hit him. I apologize, not knowing or understanding why I'm apologizing as a cho- cho- child, and I'm just apologizing. Or sometimes not even understanding why I did the action to begin with. And right. It's like, and then mom goes, go sit in your corner. So right. then that makes a lot of sense why as adults There's we don't even... There's this anxiety even, about apologizing because yeah. it's like no matter what I do, I'm going to lose anyway. Right. So, I mean, when I was listening to that, I was like, oh my God, explosive emoji, explosive emoji, explosive emoji. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, we're, not that one. we're trying to find... <laughs> not that one, this one. No, that's the wrong no, one. That- Okay. Okay. You know, whatever. But uh, yeah, that was very interesting for me. Um, You guys should go listen to that podcast, but I'll put it in the show notes. But it was a really good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that concept is just so incredible to me because it's not something I ever really thought about. And yeah, I just did what you, I just did what you, we were going to segue into um, over apologizing. Yes. So this is a big one for me. And I have, like, one of my closest best friends in the world is an over-apologizer, you know, where you just say I'm sorry for everything preemptively when when there's no reason to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, um, for me, a prime example of it for when I, I experience it a lot is, like, in a grocery store when you're just, like, pushing the carts along and you come to the end of an aisle, right? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be cross traffic, just like there would be on the streets in a car. Except yeah. we don't have mirrors. We can't see what's coming. And people automatically are like, I'm sorry. And I feel an automatic need to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. But why? I, you're apologizing for something you have no control over. Instead, it's just, excuse me. Exactly. You know, like, we take on so much pressure to always be, like, pleasing and saying I'm sorry and taking responsibility. But, like, it diminishes the words for when they are actually needed. It's just a blanketed thing we say in this society. Right. To excuse what we think personally are unacceptable actions, but most of the time they're just existing. Yeah. Uh, we have a coworker. I love her mm-hmm. dearly. She is one of the kindest people. And honestly, these people that over apologize are the kindest people. Mm-hmm. But she'll say, I'm sorry. Like, for everything. And I'm and like, and like, I look her right in the, sorry. I'm like, you're sorry for doing your job? Yeah, why like, are you sorry? She'll grab some plates. I'm sorry, because I'm standing kind of near it. I'm like, Marge. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I hope it's okay. <laughs> you can say her full name. It's all right. I'm like, don't apologize. Like, we don't need to be doing that. Because here's the thing. Like, I know her intention. I know my best friend's intention. And I know the intention of most people, including myself. Mm-hmm. Like, we're apologizing because we want to be like, we don't want to be a burden. We want to be okay. We yeah. don't want to be affecting other people negatively. But like, we actually do, we are burdened sometimes and we do affect people negatively. And when we actually are doing those things, like, 
our apologies mean less if we're using the words like that. I don't know. No, yeah, no, no, no. and it also and it also just takes um, the focus away from like the actual thing at hand. I feel like sometimes um, an example would be like someone acknowledges that they hurt you and then they hijack which should be the attention on you to mm. help soothe you. And they're like, I'm so sorry I did that for you. I'm just going through so much right now. My mom just died, blah, 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 and like all this stuff. And it's like, oh, now you're overdoing the apology because now it just takes away from what I should feel like you should be soothing mm-hmm. me through. And like, so I feel validated, but you're taking away like, yeah. you know, so I think that's another way of overdoing it, which we'll talk about later. Um, I came um in the podcast, they offered nine steps of a heartfelt apology yeah, but I love that. do you think that there's a time frame of uh an appropriate heartfelt apology oh i one million percent think there's a time frame now don't get me wrong if it's in an appropriate amount of time and i can't i can't give you a day a week a month an yeah. hour timeline it's but you scenario. know per scenario that relationship mm-hmm but if you've done really harmful things and you come back years down the line to apologize mm-hmm. for those things, mm-hmm. to me, again, opinion podcast, <laughs> it's a very selfish <laughs> action because mm-hmm. you're likely going to re-trigger things in someone mm-hmm. who w- already has processed yeah. it in the way <laughs> that they had to process it because you weren't there to begin with yeah so yeah i'm a little strong on this one. Oh, i am too because i have a story time i think this is the reason why this episode need a story time button <laughs> let's work on that story time. <laughs> um but the reason I think we fell on this episode was because I was going through something at the time. So my ex of some years, some years years came and was apologizing. But he also was like giving me compliments. Oh, so he was like manipulating you. Yeah. Apology even better. Like complimenting me and being like, I always knew you were going to be this person, blah, blah, blah. But it was just like, also his apology was like, Oh, I see right through it because I still think you're still fucking trash for the certain things that you're seeing. And it really just upset me because it was just like, I didn't need the apology anymore. Well, and I already came to terms with it. Let's be really honest here. It like <clears throat> affected you. Oh, him, affected- him popping back in your life and oh, doing yeah. that affected you. And it then trickled Resurfaced down and affected your current relationship. relationship. Yeah. So. And then, like, because it triggered me and because it brought up emotions that I felt like I have already... Not that I still care about him. I don't care about him anymore. But I think it was just like, dude, like, why the fuck are you doing this right now? I don't well, need your and apology. I, I do so want to many- say... We often say that. Like, I don't care about him anymore. But there is a part of you that will always... Because we, we are segmented. As we grow, there are segments of ourselves I think, that still exist. Like, you don't care, but... You, there's a part of you that is triggered well, by I guess the care I, you used to have. I guess I don't care in the sense of on a romantic level. Absolutely. But I, but Absolutely. I also, but I also just don't really care. Like, I don't wish anything bad happened to him, but I just don't care to hear from you. Or But there's you know, a part of you that is healed or is healing still from that that yeah. does care. And it's like, it's not that you care about him, but there's a part of you that's hurt. And him coming back in your life just like... <sighs> Well, it was just kind of like, where was this apology seven years ago? Right. 
you know? So, I mean, it triggered me so hard and sent me through a whirlwind of emotions that, like, it messed up my current situation with right. Mr. DJ. And we got into argument, and then I had to apologize, and then I found myself apologizing to him because I missed him and he wouldn't talk to me. I was like, and then it wasn't until like I heard how upset he was with me Mm. that I was like, Oh, like I really hurt him. I really needed to apologize to him and just really try to come up with a heartfelt. But I do think that time, time matters. Um, when I upset Mr. DJ at the time, I was like, I can't take too long to apologize to him. I think I apologized to him in like three days because I just wanted him to know like I acknowledge my faults and I know that I'm wrong. So let me take accountability and sure. own up to it now because I think the longer that you take kind of just like the person's like I don't really even care anymore or I've gotten you know or, or I don't want to deal your, with it anymore. You've done your processing on it without the apology that it's almost for me it feels disrespectful for someone to come back in your life after so long and and re-mess it up. And yes, it does mean that there's still some unresolved feelings towards the initial pain because we don't have a trigger mm-hmm. if we haven't fully addressed the initial pain. Yeah. But it's not your place to come back and ruffle those feathers. Like, again, you are just yeah. now a trigger in my future life and right. other people may remind me of you, but it's not your right to come yeah. back when I've already processed through the fact that, like, yeah. you weren't there to apologize to me for the pain but like i said i think it's different for everyone i think that in some other situations or for some for other people that may have been healing to actually really hear that from their ex but for me personally i yes and family and, and friendship i think is also kind of different like i think we know like on some level, like when relationships end and when they end poorly and when there isn't accountability taken, especially from one side versus mm-hmm. like a mutual, like you don't need to come back and ruffle things yeah. up. But like if you hurt a family member, Maybe, you know, because yeah. I think that that pain is pain that you carry with you forever. Yeah. I mean, I had I had a friend who had a similar situation and her ex came back and apologized. And when she told me about it, she was like, it was really healing, honestly, really healing. And I was like, good, I'm glad you got that. I'm glad he gave it to you. It's just for certain people, it was, it's just It different. happened with me. Yeah. It was really, really healing. But the difference is like we never fully left each other's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were broken up and we tried friendship. We tried these things. You know, it always got a little messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get a genuine heartfelt apology and it did it did give me some peace to just because i'm someone that just like automatically beats myself up internally mm-hmm. and i try i i just automatically take blame yeah you know so for that individual to come back and say like no like i'm so sorry for the things i did that harmed you i'm mm-hmm. so sorry you know i didn't know what i want you know and take responsibility for that It was helpful for me, but if we had not spoken for four years, for him to just be like, I've gone through all this work and now I'm going back (laughs) through my list of people I've harmed and I want to apologize, it'd be like, bitch, that's some selfish ass shit. Yeah, go fuckers. (laughs) So on that note, do you think people can change? 
Because, yeah. you know, the best the best apology is change behavior. Action is definitely the best yeah. apology. And I, I've changed immensely over the years. So mm-hmm. absolutely, I think people can change. Yeah. I think we also need to give room for people to redeem themselves. I think that when you accept an apology, give it time for them to actually show you that they are being cognizant of. Oh, and I've been terrible. In the past, I've been yeah. terrible of that. I have too, like, oh, you I- apologize? Let me see that action. Oh, it's no action. You don't mean it. Yeah. And then I'm like, you're an idiot. How long did it? And I mean that in a nice, graceful way where I love myself still. But I'm like, Caitlin, wake up. When you mm-hmm. need to change, how long does it take you to actually takes a while. <laughs> takes they say a 20, while. They say it takes 21 days to um, obtain a new habit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, even for myself, like when I'm apologizing, even when like um, I'm thinking about my apology to Mr. DJ and I'm thinking about where those feelings actually come from. Um, those are deeply rooted issues. Like those mm. are trust issues. They are, you know, um, spewing at the mouth because I can split blades. I've been, I can do that. I've been doing that for a long time. So I, with giving people space to change, you have to give it time. Yeah. Just because I say it one week doesn't mean it's going to change next week. Yeah, you're but absolutely I, right. And that was a concept that yeah. took me a really long time to understand. And because of that, yeah. I was super toxic yeah. in certain relationships in my life. And now I give that space mm-hmm. to those that I definitely want to be back in my life. Yeah. And those that I don't want back in my life because there's probably a whole list of other yeah. things why I set those boundaries. And it's like, yeah. you don't have space to come back in here. You're not renting any space in my head. <laughs> and I and, and so you got to go. You yeah. got to go. But... um. In in the idea of like redemption and can does apologizing like as much as it is for the person you're apologizing to like does it heal you internally like I also listen to this really cool podcast which I think everyone should check out especially if you like true crime because it's kind of like a mixture of the both and I'm like a crime junkie kind of person is all I listen to it's a dark world up in here <laughs> um, but. It's called the Apology Line, and it was this super oh, yeah. awesome thing that this man did in, like, I think he started in, like, the 80s, and it started on, in a newspaper, and then it, it became, like, a phone line that people could call into, and basically, like, he just had this answering machine that would answer, and you called in, and you confessed and apologized for the things that you have done that were wrong. And Interesting. And it was it was something that wasn't shared for a really long time and it was anonymous you didn't have to leave any information i mean this was back when pay phones existed so you put a couple quarters in and you call and there was no trace mm-hmm. back to who you were oh that's got to be so releasing it was releasing and it was also like and healing it's healing for some people and it was healing for other people like you listen to this podcast and you hear like people calling in and they're like this line has saved me it is it has given me a new lease on life Mm-hmm. I have been carrying this burden around mm. um, and to hear that other people have done the same thing and that we can just release this and put this out into the world. Some people like the people that they wish they had apologized to didn't weren't here anymore. Oh, you know, and it was beautiful. And then it was also also terrifying because people were like confessing to like murder and things like that. Oh, oh yeah, sh- it got it got oh, dark, God, which damn. is like <laughs> crime junkie life. Um, <laughs> but it was an interesting concept about how. And this is why he developed it to begin with. It's because he wanted to see the effects that 
giving people an open platform to take responsibility for their actions, what that could actually manifest in their lives. Yeah. And so that was his like social experiment that he did. And it lasted for a really, really long time. Um, so it's a cool podcast. Um, I think it's on Apple Podcasts. It's called The Apology Line. So check it out. That's awesome. That's got to be really healing for some people yeah. when they don't have that person. Because speaking about um, like steps of um, mm. apology, you brought up when we were brainstorming this outline uh, 12 steps of apology for an addiction recovery. Well, <laughs> a part of like Al- part AA of and stuff, like one of those steps is like apologizing. And I'm not here to criticize because it works. It absolutely works. Like 12 step program mm-hmm. works and buy into it. But if that is what we were talking about earlier is like how long does it really? Yeah. How long? And it's step number nine. Yeah. Step number nine is me. Make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And see, that's the key. That's the key. Except for when to do so would injure them or others. Yeah, like would it do more Again, damage, damage or more healing? Again, that's where you have to go. Is this selfish uh-huh. or is this for healing? Yeah. Apologies are about healing the person you've harmed. Right. And I think... I mean, and it's really hard to gauge because, like I said, I went through a sim- like my situation with my ex. A f- uh, my close friend went through the same thing as well. And I think as far as years go, we're pretty close in how long we have talked to this the ex. And she found it very healing. I did not. I was kind of sure. like, go back to the streets, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't give a fuck It's person to person. <laughs> like, I have my... I have this deep conversation with myself a lot um my last relationship with the individual i earlier talked about was four years and before him i was with someone for about three years Mm -hmm. and i was not awesome in that relationship i had a lot of toxic traits and um we were very volatile together but i was very manipulative to make myself seem like the angel Mm -hmm. in the situation which was terrible and it's but it's been like seven years at this point Mm. and I mean about four years three years ago four I started to really like think about this and think about the harm that I had caused to him Mm -hmm. and I've just gone back and forth a lot on it like I would love to tell him how sorry I am um because I genuinely am but I do think that it would only bring things up and after so long I don't know that I want to disrupt his life and cause any kind of flashback to the to the the pain I caused and I go back and forth is that selfish of me to not apologize is it selfish of me to apologize I go back and forth it's hard it is really hard it's hard to gauge yeah but I think that with the whole apology thing and like if we think about it on like a bigger perspective, um, first thing that comes to mind is cancel culture. How do you feel about cancel culture? Mm, <laughs> I I don't support anything that is extreme. Yeah. You know, like I love the idea of a middle ground where it makes sense. And like yeah. to completely cancel someone for one action. I'm not for that. 
redemption is a real thing we can we can like put you on pause i'm all about that pause culture like pause fix your shit deal with it do some work come back show us who you are and let's accept you again but to cancel someone mm, i mean i i think there's there are some people that should be canceled but yeah there's some people that need to be canceled but again i think that we need to give people room in the space to redeem themselves. I'm definitely for the accountability culture yes. and the redemption culture. Yeah, pause, like, accountability, let's go, show us what you got. But like, hey, if there's certain things that you just don't want to do, like take accountability or do the work to redeem yourself, then cancel. Hey, you're canceled. <laughs> you're go canceled. on that <laughs> island. Um, but yeah, I don't totally agree with it, but... I think that the best apology is change behavior. Yeah. And when we talk about cancel culture, it's a lot of celebrities that are being put on the chopping block. Yeah. And so when we talk about celebrities who have redeemed themselves, yeah. who comes to mind for you? Do you have anyone? I have Michael Vick. Poor Michael Vick. I mean, these bad animals, choices were made. Bad choices were made, obviously. You know, I get it. Um, I'm an animal lover, too. Um, but I just feel like, and I'm not going to segue too much into this, but I do think it's a racist, like there's some type of racial thing to uh, well, it. Well, everything has a bit of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm not going to take it there. However, um, I think that for Michael Vick, he has served his time and he did two years in prison and I think he went to like a prison that like was not all nice to him like he didn't have a tv in his room like sure he literally was in there in the gen pop mm-hmm. um he teamed up with spca to try to stop dog fighting um donated a ton of money to philly school so that he can get kids on the field and this is when he was um playing for the eagles um he paid most of his debts after he was released from prison and just kept out of trouble and continued to be like a good person and I just think that, like, after everything that he's done, stayed out of um, the media as far as being a bad person, mm-hmm. um, there are just some people that just don't want to forgive him and they still want to cancel him. They did not think yeah, that he Yeah, and I should... don't think that that's okay. Because yeah. then you go on the flip side and for me, like, um, oh, God, what's his? <sighs> Logan Paul, right? That's his name? The one that just did the boxing fight the other day. Is it Jake Paul? Jake Paul. I think he has a brother named Logan Paul. And I Maybe. could be making that up too. But Jake Paul, for sure. Or Logan. Jake or Logan. Paul. <laughs> uh, boxing fight the other day. Like, this guy has been repeatedly in the media for negative things. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him or his brother, but they were the ones that, like, went to, like, that forest where people, like, hang themselves and, like, took that, like really inappropriate video amongst someone that had like committed suicide there oh and he was quote unquote canceled for like a minute but then he came back um oh no and and just before this this fight went off like he had a sexual assault allegation brought up against him and it was almost completely swept under the rug like i watched these things on like uh snapchat like these little news blog things like yeah. pop culture news blogs and i was like they didn't cover it at all but then they covered his fight Mm-hmm. And that just bothers me. It's like he's repeatedly in. I mean, that's like cancel, yeah. cancel, cancel, cancel. Because yeah. he's not redeeming. He's not learning. He's not growing. He's not, he's not changing, changing. And he's actually sitting in it and he's profiting off of it. Yeah. I have another 
Um, well, I mean, R. Kelly, we don't really need to go too much into this one, but yeah. he's one that hasn't redeemed himself. But, um, and then another person, um, who keeps living in their profits, uh, is Jeffree Star. Okay. Yes. Yes. He's a YouTuber, um, a makeup YouTuber, but he has a, a com- um, a long list of just problematic, toxic issues, like nonstop. And it yet boggles, we're still there. Yeah, it boggles my mind that he still gets these like brand deals and that like his YouTube um, views are almost at um, a million views. I know. So it just boggles my mind because. So we I can mean, cancel some people, but we can't cancel everyone. Like, yeah, it, it just, just, just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, he just has all sorts of like problematic, toxic issues on top of on top of each other like he's racist sexist bullied shout out to reddit because i knew he was problematic and i knew he had issues but like i was like i need the list of it because i can't keep track of it sure like in 2004 he was caught on video calling a woman walking down the street uh called her the n-word mm-hmm. and then in 2006 he did a video skit with a friend making quote quote jokes about using battery acid to lighten a black woman's skin tone Jeez. I quote this. He said, you say black folks cannot wear MAC cosmetic and then you sl- slap acid on her face. Oh, um, yeah. My God. And then he further says, well, maybe if she wasn't wearing the wrong foundation color, I wouldn't have to splash no battery acid to lighten her skin tone, girl. And then it doesn't stop there. In 2009, Jeffrey called Tila Tequila, which is, she was. Um, yeah, I rock a love. Tila Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Asian girl. Shout out to Asian yeah. girls. Um, but she called her a whore in an interview and was asked if his lifestyle would be possible without the internet. To which he replied, said, me and that whore, Tila Tequila, are the ones that capitalize on it. He's just always like um, being sexist towards women who like. Um, blatantly like display their like sexual like sexuality yeah sexuality and then it doesn't stop there guys in 2016 um jeffree star got into another youtuber her name was makeup shayla they got into an argument and shayla and he called her a cunt threatening her to beat her up to the ground he's just problematic and then super problematic but yet he has these huge sponsorships he Mm -hmm. has these Big makeup deals. His YouTube channel generates massive income. Just he was just actually in a car accident the other day, and he has, but, a, he has a recent thing. Yeah, but it's like he's just like still like just we're, we're making money, he's making still, money, and yeah. in our faces, and yet mm-hmm. like he's very versatile in being problematic. But I don't think that's a good thing. No, I don't <laughs> think it's a good thing either. But it's it's just that parallel of like. I am never going to excuse Michael Vick for what he did, mm-hmm. but to not see him as who he is today yeah. and see the growth and the change, yeah. that's problematic too. Yeah. And yet we we support yeah. these people that make no growth and no change. Right. And they're still profiting on being problematic. And yeah. that's the problem with the people who can't redeem themselves. But let's get into the unfuck. Beep, beep, beep. Is this the unfuck? Bruh. No, no. Okay, so fire. Sue, okay, Sue told me today. Oh, we got it. There we go. She said she rearranged all the buttons, but we're gonna put some labels on them. I think we're gonna put some labels on. <laughs> so with the unfuck, I think it's very important when you start apologizing that you are apologizing for them. Yes, and that you understand what you're apologizing for, and um, and, and and in that you take responsibility 
without placing more blame. Yeah. Like it's okay to be like, this is what happened and I was triggered. But please understand that your triggers, they don't happen in the moment. They come from the past. Yeah. And so to place that blame on the individual is so selfish and not right. Yeah. And then um, from the podcast that I was referring to earlier from Brittany Brown, um, the episode with Dr. Harriet Liner, and she was the author for Why Don't You Apologize? But she has this like nine step of a heartfelt apology, mm. which is um, take us through those steps, girl. Yeah, nine steps of a heartfelt apology that makes your per- person feel like you understand their uh, what you're apologizing for. So the first step is uh, do not put but in your apology. I agree. Man, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you did this to me first. Devalidates. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Over. <laughs> no. Um, number two, keep the focus on your actions and not theirs. Amen. So, so um, an example of that would be, um, I'm sorry that I offended you, but this is the reason why. It's because you did this. I said that to you because you did this to me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's another way of a but. <laughs> yeah. Um, offer resolution and restitution and reparation. I read a lot about that as well, mm-hmm. like in the research I did and how important it is within an apology to come to the table with some solutions. Yeah, like what are we going to do now? What, what am I going to do? How are we going to do, do it together? It together? Yeah. Like that shows that you put effort and work in mm-hmm. validation to a T. Right. And number four is does uh, do not overdo the apology which we talked about earlier but in the way that she was talking about was like hijacking hijacking their feelings oh um, yes in a sense like i'm sorry i've totally been through that myself and like i know how hard that is and i like and then making it about yourself you know yeah and it's it just takes away from the person the hurt person and Um, and the sincerity behind the apology it was like it was um the example she gave was like a mother and daughter where the daughter was like hey i felt hurt by you when you did this to me as a teenager and the mom apologizes but then she goes into a spew of like her trauma it's like yeah but i went through a lot as a yes that's oh yeah so that's a way of overdoing it um the i'm sorry the fifth one is don't get caught up with who's more to blame or who started the argument and still apologize for your part even if they can't see their part now that's one I can see it in Sue's face. She's like, no, that don't work for me. But I agree with it completely. Yeah. Because like, um, as as much as we've said, like, apologizing is for them, you're also, there needs to be a part of it that is for you, but it's not the main reason why you're apologizing. Right. Like, because with, when you get into that habit of just, like, not apologizing because you're so focused on who's more to blame or who started it or whatever, like, that can create a divide where it's just so easy just not to apologize. Like, I'm not going to apologize because it was her fault. So that person doesn't receive an apology ever. They're never going to come to you. You're not going to apologize because yeah. you're being stubborn. And then, yeah, that just creates a divide. So I, that's a really hard one for me because because <laughs> I'm not going to say it. But, yeah, it's a really <laughs> hard one for me. Um, the sixth one is um, don't repeat the bad behavior. Obviously, the best action speaks louder 
than words. words. And the best apology is change behavior. Sure. So number seven is also to apologize to not silence the other partner, mm. which I think I said this in the last recording. And I think a lot of men just be like, you know, I don't know. I'm not married. But and, uh, and, and what Sue means is in our experience in interpersonal relationships, because yeah, we date so men, the, yeah. it's like that. But I think this is not gender no, specific. I mean, I, from my experience, I've had men just apologize, be like, I'm sorry. You know, they tell me what I need to hear so they, they can, Child. yeah, let's just be happy. Just shut up. Let's have girl. sex. <laughs> because, you know, I do know that about myself that I can just keep rambling on about something. Sure. But then it's, it's also just like a, maybe a skill that they're not validating me at the moment. That's why I feel the need to keep expressing sure. myself. There's a possibility. That, um, step number eight, eight, eight. eight apology should not be offered if it's to make the the hurt feel worse oh i guess an example of that would be i'm very sorry that you're that that subject's sensitive to you but that wasn't my intention oh, oh yeah because so that really like oh so it's it's on me it's on because me. I'm, like, too I'm too sensitive, sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um and then number nine do not ask the hurt party to do anything including to forgive a Men, yeah, that has to be a choice that they make on their own, on their own, and you have to respect that. Yeah, I think apologizing, you have to um, accept the fact that like you may lose this relationship, and you know it is what it is. You yeah, know? I think when I was apologizing to Mr. DJ, I was like, please don't leave me, please don't leave me. But I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna keep fighting for him, but I also have to accept that like he's gonna. He may he, not. He may not forgive. accept it, and, and that's. Doesn't want to, okay and that's okay too because you have to respect where people are on their paths exactly so you should um so then i think another way to unfuck it is like tap into what you actually need to still heal Mm. and fix the behavior yeah and i think that's huge like that's that action speaks louder than words but part of that action is by going and looking at what triggered you and what caused you or why you chose to Mm -hmm. Do the action that harms someone else. Yeah. And you have to decide, was I justified in that action? Was I not justified in that action? Yeah. If you're not justified in that action, then you need to go further and you need to understand, like, why you're you're doing that action. You need to do the work to understand that because that's the only way you're not yeah. going to do it again. If you do feel like you're justified in that action and you still want to apologize, then you have to understand that you are apologizing because you understand that people may not see things exactly how you see them and that that's also okay. And you're not asking them to change their view either. You're yeah. accepting them where they are mm-hmm. and you're saying, I am sorry that my actions hurt you. Yeah. It's okay to be sorry for something and not feel that you were wrong, right? but to understand where someone else is, but you actually have to understand and forgive and, and, and be genuine to where they are. You can't ask them to change. They no. have to make those choices themselves. And I think, like, you know, um, when getting, I think an apology is also, um, they said this in the podcast, the other podcast that I'm referring to, but they said that an apology can be a gift. And I think that when Mm. you apologize to someone, it is a gift, but also just, you know, be kind to yourself, but also forgive yourself and tell yourself that this was a lesson and, you know, you need to take a step back and try to. And grow and learn. Yeah. And repair what. You keep repeating and just try to go uh, personally because everything's healing. We're all trying to heal here. We're all trying to fuck our entire Mm. lives. (laughs) We are. 
doing that. Yeah. And that's why we're here yeah. on these mics talking to you. We heal every time we do one of these. Yeah. And we want you guys to like heal with us. Heal with us. And we have some great things coming up. We have some awesome people joining us. Um, mm. Some female perspectives. Some male, male perspectives. perspectives. And we're so excited for what's to come. We are so grateful that you stuck with us through our break. Listen, we are a podcast about healing and work. And sometimes we have to just take a breath and heal and work. And we're so grateful that you're still <laughs> here with us. Uh, yeah, I'm so, uh, yeah, because look, guys, during the break, trust and believe something's happened. So. And we're just, we're just so happy to be here. We're yeah. so happy to be back and yeah, we'll see tuned. you next week. Bye.